Hello, and welcome to episode two of Zach's Life, a story of love, addiction, loss, grief, and recovery. First of all, I want to say a thank you to Flint Anderson for the use of the Don't Hide the Scars studio. It's a great podcast. If uh, you haven't checked it out, uh, be sure and uh, look that up. Today, we're going to talk about love. Now, it may be a little different than you've ever thought of it before, so, uh, you know, please take note, get in touch later, and let me know what you think about it, please. Um, As you know, uh, last week when I talked about our podcast, uh, we're going to take a deep dive into Zach's life, and that's love, addiction, loss, grief, and recovery. We're going to take a deep dive into each of those. Uh, at different times, and so today we've we've decided to talk about love. Um, and uh, I, I want to introduce um, Zach's mom to you today, uh, my wife Lynn, and she's going to be. Uh, we're going to both be sharing about uh, about love, Zach's love for us, our love for him, and and uh, hey, you know I, I I can only imagine that uh, that we may have some. Uh, differences. Um, we're going to think differently about this in certain ways. And if you have any question at all as to who's right, I'm the one that's right, if we have any differences. <laughs> but uh, no, no, seriously, you know, that's, uh, that's one of the things as, as we've uh, approached these items and we've looked at it, we've noticed that, uh, you know, I don't know if it's uh, men look at things differently than women or if just as individuals we look at things differently, or if it's a mom and a dad thing looking at things differently, or maybe all of the above. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, that's kind of what we're going to be sharing today. Um, I, I want to I start out, and again, this is one of the ways we might look at things differently, as I was talking to my wife about how we would set this up. I wanted to talk about you know, how we showed our love to Zach, you know, from the ages of one to six and seven to 13 and then 14 to 18, you know, and kind of divide those years up. Because for me, it was all very different. And when we were having our pre-conversation, she said, well, you know, I didn't, I don't see that much difference. So, I mean, already we have some difference, but that's how, that's how I'm going to frame it. And she's going to frame it, uh, you know, however she wants, but we're going to talk about how, how we showed our love to Zach and how, Zach showed his love to us, and as 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 we're sharing, uh, I would encourage everybody there to 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 think back uh, about your own relationships that you have with uh, with your children, uh, with your spouse, and if and and uh, young people, if you're listening to this, think about how you share your love with your parents. Um, hey, and hopefully we can all learn a little something today uh, about this. Um, so uh, anyway, um, honey, if, if you're ready and if, if you want to talk, just go ahead, talk about whatever you want to about, about Zach and, and love. Uh, yeah, just to start, this is going to be a little hard for me, but bear with me and I'll, I'll pull it together. So for me, Zach was, um, you know, we, we, you know, you and I took, took a long time for us to have a child. We, we struggled with, you know, infertility issues and 
we were getting pretty old and still didn't have a child. And um, I remember we talked about, you know, I said to you, you know what, maybe we should just, we've got a good life. Maybe we should just give up on it and, you know, not go through another round of, you know, infertility treatments. And you said, yeah. no, I, I really want a child. So, and miracle of all miracles, we were pregnant. And I, I think I've said this before to you that I had no idea how much a child could do for, for somebody's life. I mean, because if right. you don't have children, you don't really, you don't know what you're missing. And so for me, Zach was just this incredible gift and miracle. He was, he brought out dimensions in me as an individual and just, he was incredible. I mean, I had a, I, I will never regret any of the, you know, the ch any of even the challenges we had, you know, as sure. that grew up, you know, especially later on. But he just, he was an amazing kid. He was funny. He was brilliant. He was just everything I could possibly have ever wanted. And um, you're really the best gift, you know, for me, the, 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 the most precious gift I've ever, ever had. So, I also learned, you know, what it was, I mean, I think about some of the things I went through with my own mother. My, you know, my dad died when I was pretty young, um, and it really gave me a, an understand, much better understanding to my own mom and, you know, my relationship with her. And, I mean, just kids are amazing, but, and Zach to me was, I just, he was my everything. Yeah. Yeah. Is... Is there anything specific, and again, because we've talked, you don't necessarily divide time frames up, but let's talk about Zach's youth. Is there anything specific about his youth? How do you think, specifically, how did you show Zach love when he was, when he was younger? What is it that, that you think that, that, that he thought, hey, I know mom loves me because she does X? You know, I, I thought, because you mentioned that earlier today, and so I was thinking about that when I was taking Zach's dog for a walk, and I thought, for me, it was just the time and the dedication. I think I just was always there for Zach. I was involved in anything he did. Even though I worked, My all my free time went to Zach. You know, I'd play with him. I'd spend time with him. I went to all the birthday parties. I was the room mom at school. Luckily, I always had a job that was flexible enough. I, I never missed a game, you know, when he mm -hmm. did cross-country racing or basketball or you know, water polo and, you know, all that all that stuff. And just um, I think I showed him love just by, you know, really – I mean, I used to say to him, Zach, I'm your biggest fan, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. I just, you know – I helped him with, you know, we, we, we put together play dates, we, you know, and, and I think and as a couple, we wanted him to have lots of great right. experiences. And so for me, I think, I mean, I can definitely think of things. In, I remember, so one story just in particular that I was thinking about this morning is um, when he was about two, we went to Disneyland with some friends. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, they were going to have snow that night. And I wanted Zach to see snow because, you know, he was too young and he'd never seen snow. So the re the rest of the group went off to do some rides and stuff, and I stayed with Zach. And we uh, it was pretty chilly that night, and, and this was even in L.A. And we were waiting on the snow, and you know we had some hot cocoa, and I had him all bundled up, and he was in his little chair. 
and I, you know, it was a little stroller thing, and I was, you know, just all excited because we were going to see snow, and finally, you know, this, it started to snow, and I looked down, and he'd fallen asleep, <laughs> and I think, you know, I mean, I just was willing to, you know, do whatever, you know, I was so yeah. excited for him, but I mean, just things like that as an example of something like where I just think about all the things that, you know, you, you want to give your kid and you want to, the experience, it's not so much just things, but the experiences yeah. that you want your kid And, and we did that a lot, we, a lot of new experiences. I've often told people that I've, I, I saw more new things and traveled more in the, you know, 18 years that I had Zach than I did in all the years before. Yep. Yeah, because yep. those all happen with, with him. And, and, you know, honey, I got to say that the, a lot of, and I was always a little jealous of this, whenever he would give you a birthday card, especially in his teen years, he would always write something like, uh, you've always been there for me. That's what he would write to you because you said you always, you know, you mm-hmm. just always wanted to be there for him. And that's, those are the exact words that he put in your cards. He never put those in my cards. <laughs> he always put those in your cards. So I know that that's, that, yeah. that that's exactly how he thought of, that he thought of you. You know, and, and now, uh, and again, just to, I, I think about uh, when, when Zach was, when Zach was young, uh, how I sh- especially, especially for, for the first five or six years, I don't know, I, I mean, you know, I, I think I, I, sh- I showed him love by, uh, you know, by playing with him, I remember I'd come in after work and just be, exa- you know, and when he was older, when he was like four or five, he'd always want to wrestle, you know, and I'd get down on the floor and I was good for maybe five or 10 minutes. And then, you know, being an older parent, man, yeah. Zach, daddy's beat, you know, but I would, I'd give it my best, I'd give it my best shot, you know, and then as he got older, the same thing, being involved in school and doing the sports and stuff, you know, stuff yeah. like that with mm-hmm. him and, and coaching all of his sports and, and just always being, you know, always, always being around. Well, and, uh, and and you quit working when he was about eight years old, and we were a stay-at-home yeah. dad. Or and I mean, so that was then. Then you really kind of got, you know, you 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 were the, the one of the crossing guards at the school. Yeah, you yeah. know, you coached several of the sports that he was in. You became the cub master for his Cub Scout group. I mean, uh, you know, I think um, I think you know both of us were pretty. Yeah, you know invested in in being as involved as we as we possibly right, could right and 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 I so I think those are things that that I think of that that's how I mm-hmm. like you that's how I showed that's how I showed my you know my my love for Zach you know along with we both told him multiple times oh. every day how much we loved him and and how much we cared about him. I, you know I think after a while that's almost an expectation you know I mean I think a yeah, uh, as I was thinking about this topic, I think you know a lot of parents might say, "Well, you know, hey, I, I, you know, and in the beginning, you know, when he was the first four or five years, I mean, I'm just working every day, and and so I guess how I showed my love then was by, you know, providing and and it, you know, you know, working hard and setting an example and 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 doing all of those things, but but I, I think it, it became more clear, you know, at least for me, mm-hmm. when I was able to do and when I was able to give. Yeah, yeah. When, when I think about how Zach showed love to me when, when he, in, those, uh, in that age, uh, one through six, I think my favorite memory, because they're just dependent. You know, when they want something, they cry. You, mm-hmm. you know, they, 
it's you know it's the way of a of a child when they're hungry or when they're hurt or when they're tired or or, or whatever, uh, and and they're always very clingy too because you're they're you know they're full support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I remember I would um, you, you know for probably till he was probably nine or ten from the time he was a few months old, every morning he and I took a shower together. You know, and so I'd get to, you know, I'd hold him from the time he was a baby. I'd hold him and bathe him in there and I'd mm-hmm. hand him off to you. You know, and then as he got older, it was the same thing. And we would start off every morning uh, again until he was eight or nine. And I would hold him in my arms, especially mm-hmm. when it was cold in the morning. I'd hold him in my arms while we got under the hot water and, and he got warmed up, you know, and uh, and and we'd sing that little song mm-hmm. yep. that, that we heard at, uh, at a restaurant one time. It was like, la, 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 me. I love you. Yep. Remember, and, and we would oh, sing yeah. that, and we would sing that back and forth to each other. And sometimes I would start the song. Sometimes he would start it. But I knew, I knew that he, I knew that he loved me. Mm-hmm. That was, that was, I think that's, uh, uh, that's one of those things I hold on to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can kind of picture you guys in the shower, and I do remember all that, yeah. I was thinking about, um, he had a book that we had bought, that we, or somebody bought for us, I can't remember, it was a gift that said, the name of the book is I Love You This Much. And it's, you yeah. remember that book? And yeah. there's bunnies, I think it was, on it, rabbits. And um, so we would read that book. And then that became kind of like when he'd go to bed at night, I'd say, you know, I'd say, you know, I love you. And he'd say, I love you more. And then, you know, yeah. we get to, I love you to infinity and beyond. And, yeah. you know, they keep on going. And, um, and you know, stre- outstretching your arms. I love you this much, you know. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think um, there was a lot of, remember I used to sing that glimmy glomp gloopy song to yeah. him and <laughs> that sweet pea song. I mean, there was lots of, I mean, I think, you know, we were, I mean, I think we were the, the doting parents for sure. And um, as an only child, he got, you know, all of our attention. And so I think, but I think in terms of showing love, I think for me, those are memories of mine are when he would do the, that he would never, when I'd say, I love you, Zach, like, especially, you know, when he was going to bed, he would always do that. Oh, I love you more. And we'd, you know, do that back right, and forth right, thing. Right. And I mean, I just, you know, I mean, you know, he showed his love in lots of ways. I mean, just he wanted to spend time with us. We did a lot. I mean, we just did so many things like, you know, during the weekends and stuff, I would like, you know, we'd go to lunch. I mean, we just, I mean, you know, everything was, you know, it was about, about us yeah. being together. Right and right. and enjoying all that time, we played tons of games and you know traveled and I mean I think um, it was it was a really I think he had a really great childhood I yes. really do yeah. yeah yeah and 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 really I think that that continued up through you know r- right to adolescence yeah you know yeah and uh, yeah you know so you know that's a that's a a, a great point to. You know, uh, I can remember, uh, you know, in those pre-adolescent years, 
you know, we were still doing a lot of activities and sporting activities, going to karate every night. But, you know, now he's listening to his music a little more. I remember driving. I remember getting frustrated sometimes. We'd drive in the car, and he would just put his headphones in and look out the window. Mm-hmm. And I remember just just wanting to scream, you know, because <laughs> there was no more conversation. And that was part of him looking for his independence, and I really wanted to respect that. So I think that's one of the ways that... I think at that time that I showed him that I that I loved him was by, you know, when when I when I finally understood that that's what's going on is you know to give him some of that, mm-hmm. to give him some of that independence and not to, not to press him to stay the little boy, you know that I would hold in the shower anymore, but but mm-hmm. you know but to let him, you know, kind of feel that and still be there for him when he wanted to talk or anything, and we certainly still had a lot of conversations. Yep. You know, during during that time, and and I still know up through those preteen years, I still know, uh, I know that that he he still he still loved me, and that when he would reach out to me and he would ask me something, we had these open lines of communication. Mm-hmm. When we would go and we'd sit out, you know, every night in the wintertime, we'd go out to the jacuzzi, uh-huh. you know, and he'd always want to hear, a, you know, it's kind of like a ghost story, you know, and uh-huh. so I would make up a story and. You know, he thought I was brilliant because I had all these stories, and all I would do is, is I would, I would pick, you know, one of the past Stephen King novels or, <laughs> you know, Dean Koontz novels that I had read, and just put us in as characters, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and kind of tell that story. And so, uh, I, I did a lot of plagiarizing for several years there. <laughs> he loved that. He loved that. But you know, just the fact that he would, you know, that 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 he wanted to hear that, and he wanted mm-hmm. to you know, to spend that time. Daddy, can we go out, you know, and I just want to go sit in the jacuzzi, but I said, Daddy, can you tell me a story? Can you tell <laughs> yeah. me a story? So that was, you know, uh-huh. so, yeah. so that was a, that was a, a special, that was certainly a special time there. Uh, boy. And then at 13 to 14, when he hit ninth grade, that all started to change. That all changed his, you yeah. know, the influence of his peers, mm-hmm. probably the beginning of his, of his use, um, and, and I don't want to get bogged down in that because I still want to talk about how we showed love and received mm-hmm. love even, even during that time. And I think that I think one of the biggest challenges that I know that I had, and I think we both experienced it, and I want to talk about it now, is, is the difference in love and enabling. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as Zach became... A teenager, and as part of his job as a, as a kid is to push boundaries and to push the limits that we set. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, he was an expert at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, honey, talk a, a little bit about how do you how do you see how you reacted to that, or? Do I mean? Of course, now we have retrospect. Talk about maybe how it was when you were in the in the middle of it. Yeah. And, and the end, and you know. Yeah. Well, I think for me, you know, Chris, like you said, we're looking back now. Um, you know, when I was in, we were in the middle of it, and I started to see him, you know, sort of push away a little bit, seclude, and you know, and isolate some even when he was at home not spending as much time you know with us and more in his room and you know that sort of thing um and I think you know making making some poor decisions in terms of who he was hanging out with which I think influenced a lot but 
for me, it was really, um, I just wanted to hang in with him. You know, I, my response probably was, well, I'm sure it was enabling in, in a lot of ways, but I, I changed in that I just started, you know, trying to stay with him. Like, so if he was home, even if he was in his room and wasn't talking to me, I, you know, I wasn't going anywhere. I was, um, you know, there to, you know, he didn't get his driver's license till he was 18. So I would, you know, he started working at 15. I would, you know, take him to and from work. And I just, I think, for me, showing him love was really more about, again, just sort of being there for him. Yeah. Um, and um, to the point, you know, where I, I really kind of isolated even myself because I just, I wouldn't, you know, when I was not working, I was where Zach could find me or, you know, I just, that's just was my response. I don't, I don't even think I realized I was doing it at the time, but that was the way I kind of adapted to it. I mean, I was sometimes hurt by the fact that he, he was less talkative and that kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. but we had lots of moments where he was talkative, where he mm-hmm. was communicating. And um, I just think, um, I think the influence of at least, you know, one of his friends in particular created a lot of the distancing and then even somewhat of this almost mistrust of us, of, you know, like parent, the, you know, like some kids you think the parents are, you know, and we, and I think we hung in with him. We did end up having to set a lot of limits during that time. Mm-hmm. There was one summer, remember that we did not leave him alone at all because he right. was grounded um, after we caught him smoking weed. And we, um, so we, we did set limits. I think, you know, I obviously struggled with that a whole lot more than you did. You, we, you and I were raised really differently. I, right. my mom was very permissive. Um, and, um, I, you know, looking back on it, you know, I have an, uh, recovering alcoholic brother and, um, we've talked about this, that, you know, I didn't even realize what codependency was and, and I clearly was raised in an incredibly codependent environment and I carried that over without any awareness of, you know, what, what I was doing. Um, so for me, the enabling still continued, you know, I was, you know, um, I was giving him rides places. I mean, certainly nowhere that I thought he was he was going to get into trouble or anything like that. But I, my way of continuing to show him love was just to be there all the time for him and, and try to almost anything, any contact or anything I could have with him, I, I you know, I was, I was just, I needed that. And, um, and I felt like he needed that. He needed me to sort of be there with him. And, and um, but, you know, as things got, you know, as he got a little bit older, and probably as he started to experiment more, you know, with with other drugs, I think you know the you know the contact was less and less. I mean, he'd be there, but we weren't in the same room together. He wasn't communicating as well, and you know, and you know that story. So, yeah. but you, you know, and, and honey, I would say it, just because you carried on a lot of the codependent, you know, types of behaviors. You know, my background while it was while it was different. Um, you know, and and I had a history of, of working in the mental health mm-hmm. field, and uh, and I certainly recognized a lot of the signs. You know, early on, mm-hmm. and thought that there was a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. You know, than anyone else mm-hmm. seemed to think that there was, but but guess what? I did the same. I did the same thing, mm-hmm. and I think it is a natural response of parents to want to see the best in their children. 
and that's exactly who we were. Yeah. And it's not that we didn't respond every time that there was a problem, we did respond. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as he would uh, seemingly straighten up, you know, it was almost like I forgot that that had ever happened, which is yeah. what I wanted to do. That's, I think, right. how I thought that I was showing love was by, again, allowing him his independence, you know, because I left home when I was 16. And mm -hmm. so now he was 16. I thought of him as a man. I thought, you know, that's one of the biggest mistakes now in, in retrospect that I look back is thinking that his experience would be similar to mine. Yeah. Because that's my experience. Yep. Right. Boy, I, I couldn't have been more incorrect about that. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, you know, wanting him to grow up, wanting him to feel, you know, some independence uh, and, and again, he was mature enough to hold down a job and get good grades at school. And then when he would get in trouble again, we'd drop the hammer, mm -hmm. which, again, was my way of showing love, too, because right. that was certainly hard. Mm -hmm. You know, when they say it's tough love, it's not necessarily tough on the uh, on the kid. It's tough on the parents right. Right. because you're having to set boundaries, perhaps, that you're not used mm -hmm. to setting. And I think my big error was then in not carrying those boundaries on and continuing with them. Yeah especially when he showed that he wasn't able, he was really crying out for help. And, and, and I was just rewarding him for doing better and then releasing all the restraints that, you know, that we had put yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. We I would, that was, uh, yeah, we would let up because we thought we'd, yeah. pa we'd pass the hurdle. Yeah. You know, he yeah. would, we had our kid back and he was acting yeah. and then, and then, yeah. And we just didn't see at that point, we just didn't really see that, how the addiction had had set in no for for him we didn't understand addiction as the disease that it is mm -hmm. we, yeah. we saw it as a single point in time in history as opposed to a continuum right. of 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 growth and a pattern of growth right and I, I think that that's probably you know one of the hardest things I, you know and you and I've talked about this I'm still not convinced I know what we would, what we could do. I mean, I know what we could do differently because I know now what happened. Right, right. But when we were in the middle of it, I mean, when I was growing up, lots of my friends partied and grew right, out of right. it and nothing bad really ever happened. They right, didn't become right. addicted. You know, so you, as a parent, you think kids are going to experiment. Right. You know, I experimented. Why would, why would he not? Um, and you think, so you think you've nipped it in the bud and really you had no, you, you didn't realize how potentially it right. could progress. And I think that's the thing that caught me and you off guard so much is that, and, and Zach even had, and this is something I think, you know, people need to consider. Zach had some predisposition, you know, he had, you know, I have right. an addiction in my family and he he had ADD and there's a you know high propensity of ADD. So, you know. So, so honey, if, if there was something that that you could tell other parents now, that you could d define in because again we've just shared about how much we love Zach mm -hmm. and how much he loved us through all this time and yet, what what would you uh, about that being prepared because mm -hmm. again. Not, again, now we know. Right, right. You know, what, what would you have liked to have known? If you could briefly just say, what, what would you have liked to have known that we don't know, that we, that we didn't then, but we know now? Well, I mean, I wish I'd taken the time to understand more about addiction. I know a lot about it now because now we've, we're read, sure. we've read books and all that. Right. I think that's the thing. But I think, you know, just you said something a long time ago that really stuck with me is if you think there could be a problem, 
And if you think that you don't even want to talk to your friends about that problem, because but you're worried about your kid, you're worried about something's going on, he's not the same, you got a problem. Yeah. And better to overreact than underreact. And I think part of what my challenge in this with Zach was I was afraid of overreacting because I felt like I was then potentially rejecting him or you know, hurting him. Like, you know, we had talked about pulling him out of school at one point. And I knew that would be devastating for him mm -hmm. because, you know, he was an introverted kid that, you know, struggled with that. So I didn't want to hurt him. And I also didn't want to hurt him in a way that might, you know, might have far reaching, you know, effects because I, so you're, I, but now when I look back on it, I think, you know, that was so stupid. I mean, well, it's, uh, it becomes uh, the way that I view that for myself is I think of myself as selfish because that would be more painful for me. I knew it was mm -hmm. the right thing to do. It was a way for me to show love, but I knew he wouldn't perceive it right. as, as that. Right. And so somehow I still wanted to make him yeah. feel good. Yeah. As opposed to doing now, I, I wasn't thinking as clearly as I am now yeah, about it. Sure. Because when you're in the middle of it, you can't, which is why we need to think about the differences in love and enabling and how yep. much we give and how we can give structure and how that's a great form of love. Mm -hmm. you, know. Um, you, you know, and as we as we kind of wind things uh, down here, I, I want to say, honey, this is probably the, the this is the first time you and I have really discussed this in this amount of depth. We've had little pieces of this, mm -hmm. you know, all along. And, uh, uh, boy, I think as we go along our, our journey and our, our recovery, I think, I think we're probably going to have more insights yeah. Of, yeah. of this stuff that's here. But, you know, I think the thing we want more than anything else is to be able to share, mm -hmm. share the story with, you know, with, with other, with other parents Right. Right. And, 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 and other people. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to, I want to reach back and recall um, my last face-to-face -face conversation with Zach uh, happened. He had, uh, he had overdosed and was taken to the hospital. And this was two days before he, he passed. He passed away. Yeah. Uh, and they had given him a, uh, they had given him uh, two or three shots of uh, Narcan to, you know, to bring it to, mm -hmm. you know, to bring him back. And and when Narcan hits your system, all of a sudden you are completely lucid, mm -hmm. you know, because it, it counteracts all the uh, opioid uh, interactions right. of the of the heroin that he had in his system. Um, and 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 again, and and I want to end with a with a thought about. Zach and how much uh, where his love was because after months and months during his during that period of his uh, when he was in his full addiction and and he was you know working through the steps of recovery and and, and trying to find that he blamed us for everything mm -hmm. he hated us he yeah. would curse us it was all our fault we were punishing him you remember how that was yep. And that was uh, that was that was deep in in his psyche, mm -hmm. and on on this night, in the midst of of 
this painful, horrible existence that he was that drove him to that drove him to use to a point where he had OD'd mm-hmm. and 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 would have died had his had, had a good friend not brought him mm-hmm. to the hospital. He uh, he he reached over and he let me know. He said, Dad, you know this is not your fault. One, that's the first time he had taken responsibility for anything mm-hmm. that I could ever remember. Yeah. And he was able to do it at a time when he was perhaps the most broken. Mm-hmm. And I know he did that for you, for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't always remember uh, those times, mm-hmm. especially my, you know, the, the the times that I can reach out and hold on to. Yeah. About about his. About his love, but what was clear was that Zach loved us, mm-hmm. and he knew that we loved him. Loved him. Over four hundred people showed up to his celebration of life. That all loved us, and that loved Zach. Mm-hmm. And and I would, I, I want to say, to to people that are listening, regardless of the struggles that you and your family are facing today. I, I, I fully believe that the more love you show yourself and the more love you show others, that truly the better opportunity for healing yeah. you'll have. Totally agree. This is Zach's dad. Thank you for joining us today.